Broadcasting from the Calgary West Central Primary Care Network near Chinook Centre, this is the Examiner Podcast. I'm your host, Roma Thompson, the Director of Community Services, Transitions and Integration. And I'm Lisa Bergerman, the Director of Member Services and Engagement. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is designed for busy physician members like you. We've made it a quick and engaging listen. We hope you find it informative and that it helps you in your practice. So Roma, who do we have on today? Well, today we're actually going to be talking about palliative and end-of-life care in the Calgary Zone. And we're fortunate to be joined by Dr. Ayan Sanaraja, who is the Medical Director for Palliative and End-of-Life Care. And also Janice Hagel, who's the Area Manager for Palliative Care Consult Services, the Hospice Operations and Access. Just to get started, Janice, could you tell us what the Palliative End-of-Life Care Programme is? Sure, sure. So... You can think about palliative and end-of-life care being five main programs. So the first program would be advanced care planning goals of care. Second program would be palliative care consult service. The third program would be palliative home care. Fourth program would be the um, hospice access, hospice operations. And then finally, the grief support program. When we talk about the terms palliative and end-of-life, I'm not sure if they're the same thing or if they're different. Are they the same? Yeah, it's a good question, and it is something that uh, a lot of people uh, get confused about. Um, certainly, in the old, in, in when it first started, uh, end of life care is what traditionally people thought about part of care, and it is something that people still probably think about when they think about part of care. But really, part of care has expanded to mean uh, really a patient centered approach um, for patients who have advanced illness that are going to be life threatening or life limiting. Um, and it's really about paying attention to symptoms, their quality of life. So therefore, it can start right at diagnosis of advanced cancer, and it can be um, uh, approached or delivered at the same time as disease-treating illnesses, uh, disease-treating, sorry, treatments. And so that's what part of care really is. It's really expanded a lot uh, compared to what it used to mean. The other term maybe I'll talk about is hospice care, and people might ask about, okay, well, then what is hospice? And hospices in, in Calgary, in Canada, it, they, we tend to think about hospice as the place where people go to spend their last days, weeks of life. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually it means a place. Um, but in some scenarios, it can also mean part of care and end of life care. And so I can see why it is confusing. So they all have access to some of these programs and services? Right. So our programs uh, are throughout the Calgary zone. And you're right, urban, Calgary. Calgary city boundaries, and then the rural boundaries of the Calgary zone. So uh, that would be Banff, Lake Louise, Claire's Home, Vulcan. What are some of the other places? Uh, Strathmore, Adrie, um, all mm-hmm. those are part of the Calgary Chestermere. zone. Chestermere. Yeah, so we have um, you know, the palliative care consult service mm-hmm. is uh, in, uh, basically it's made up of a palliative physician consultant and a either a clinical nurse specialist or a um, you know palliative nurse consultant, and they're small little teams that work in all of the acute care sites in Calgary. They work in the community, so can see people in their homes or wherever they happen to be. If it's a personal care home, long term care, supportive living, uh, private assisted living, that kind of thing. And uh, in rural as well, so all of those, all of those areas. So, and we also have um, a consult service within some clinics. Mm-hmm. So Tom Baker, ALS. We've got um, 
a new clinic in the, um, the complex care at Peter Lougheed. What are some of the other ones, Ian? Yeah, those are, I mean, we are starting to expand uh, just mm. based on the definition of what part of care means, which is really starting at early and thinking about what type of help do clinicians who are already looking after these patients need and trying, making sure we are there to support if and when needed. So I think of us trying to embed ourselves in those places and having uh, an ability to access it when needed. Mm-hmm. And to me, it's the same concept with family physicians and making sure we are available um, whenever they think, uh, whenever they want help. Mm-hmm. Um, and so therefore, we are trying to expand our presence in uh, a lot of other clinics that tend to see patients with advanced diseases. How do referrals typically happen? And what would be your preference if you could suggest what works best? Mm-hmm. So I think it really depends, you know, um, what the family physician is after. If there's a client uh, in their current practice. So again, we focus uh, for any diagnosis, cancer and non-cancer. So depending on what's needed, right? So let's say there's a wondering, not really sure if I know how to have a conversation in this particular matter. Um, We can, the family physician can access us in a few different ways. Uh, one, of course, is through Specialist Link. It's a one-hour turnaround time for a phone call. If um, we are a service that is 24-7, so if it's after hours, we have uh, physicians that are on call. So if, uh, if, for example, the family doc is wondering, oh, you know what, um, my, my patient is having changes in their function and they need help in the home, uh, they have options to um, make arrangements for the the patient to have, to have palliative home care, um, or if they're in the rural communities, they can have integrated home care with the support of palliative consult service. You mentioned palliative home care, and I know that's something that some of our physician members may be unclear as to if their patient is being seen by the palliative consult team, does that automatically mean that home care is involved? Are they part of the same program or are they separate programs? Maybe I'll take this one, Janice. Sure. And so certainly, um, the part of home care is a specialized uh, service within our larger program. The part of consult team and the part of home care team are separate teams. So it doesn't mean uh, both come together always for every patient. Um, the other thing to keep in mind with the specialized part of home care team is it's only in the urban setting and is not available in the rural setting. Uh, the But the good thing about part of home care is that they are run by nurses who are very well trained in part of care issues. And so there is much more um, ability to uh, to help out the patients if they have particularly complex part of uh, related issues and symptoms. But because it's a specialized service, not everybody who needs part of care can enroll in that program. Um, even though we try to uh, enroll as much as possible, so that's where that integrated home care also plays a huge important role that Janice mentioned. A lot of patients in the urban city will be on integrated home care and not on part of home care with part of care consultative support when needed. And all of rural patients who need part of care needs and uh, need those access will be on regular home care with part of consultant support as needed. And I think you also asked about, you know, um, do they both come together so they don't? Do we take over as the consultant physicians? We don't. And we do want to promote that consultative support. And we would ideally want the family physician to stay as the main dog. But as Janice mentioned, we are available 24-7 for really any help, any wanderings. We are 
usually easy to talk to. We are not, we don't bite. Uh, we <laughs> are, we love to get phone calls from family doctors uh, any time of the day or night. From what I understand, there are some family physicians who have a special interest in palliative and who may even participate in the, the palliative program. And then at the opposite end of the spectrum, we have family physicians who haven't had um, experience with palliative care. What is the um, support available to family physicians who have less experience? Right. And so what would be the best way for, for say, new um, practice physicians to reach out? Uh, you know, the um, NetCare e-advice is a good way where it's um, an uh, email. Uh, it's like an email. Yeah. It's like an email. Um, and so it's like, what, five-day mm -hmm. turnaround time if there's a specific question or wondering. Specialist link, of course. The palliative care um, referral. So, if, for example, if you if the family doc wants a visit in the home by a consultant, they just need to fill out a referral form, and we'll, you know, reach out to the client. Again, what we hope, of course, is that we don't we're not the ones making the cold call. Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm from palliative care, and families may not know what that really means, right? So. Um, you know, sometimes if you want to speak to the consultant before they go in, you know, just just make note of that on the referral form. We really, you know, we we look forward to and rely on the family docs, uh, you know, in the partnership of the care of the patient. So, Ian, you mentioned that uh, sometimes family physicians feel ill-equipped uh, to continue to to provide that care, and so our message to physicians is that support is there. Agreed. And I, I think we also want to know what those needs are. And that's another reason why to have a conversation, because it can help our program uh, see whether there are any needs we are not meeting yet and whether we, we need to systematically meet them. Uh, so, for example, if we always hear questions about how to start somebody on opioids for their pain, for the palliative patients who have pain, and it's a common question. So maybe then that is a signal for us that, you know what, maybe we need to do more. CME or other uh, events around how to start somebody on opioids. And maybe that's something that we might do. Uh, and so we welcome any and all questions. And even if it's a question around, um, you know what, I just don't feel comfortable. You know, can we find somebody else to look after this patient? Then maybe that's that's a legitimate question, I think. And maybe we'll bring the PCN groups in and figure out, okay, is there a different family physician who needs to take over? Uh, and I, I would rather that conversation be out in the open then be uh, hidden and uh, uh, people worrying uh, on mm -hmm. their own. To stay up to date on Specialist Link and all the news, information, and resources that support your membership, visit The Examiner, your central hub for all things PCN. Go to the mobile-friendly website anytime or check your inbox for the weekly e-newsletter every Friday morning at 11 o'clock sharp. Whether you're looking for the centralized referral form, program listings, or resources for your practice, you'll find it on the examiner. And if you're not receiving the weekly e-newsletter, please contact your physician liaison to subscribe today. Janice, you mentioned earlier about hospice care being one of the elements of the Calgary Zone Palliative Program. Can you tell us a little bit more about uh, hospice care and how family physicians and, and their patients can access that? Yeah, for sure. We have, um, so we have brochures that are available. They're available PDF-wise. I don't know. We should probably uh, get some of those copies for you, hard copies and then the PDFs. And so from the hospice perspective, the way that um, patients can gain 
access to that is they must be assessed by a palliative consult team member or a palliative home care nurse. Um, and usually the, the criteria for that is, um, you know, um, prognosis, prognosis of maybe three months or less. Sometimes there's, uh, situations where it is a life limiting illness. So there's a lot of disease burden and, you know, it's hard to predict, um, that death will be there in less than three months. So it, again, it's that, it's that conversation and the assessment. And then of course, what our consultants like to do is reach back to the family doc through a consult letter or a phone call or uh, booking a 10 minute appointment just to say, okay, here's a summary of what I'm seeing. Here's what we'd recommend. What do you think? You know, so we're, we're trying to figure that out. If a patient is transferred to hospice, is it still the family physician who uh, provides the care at that point or does that transfer? It does change, doesn't it? I am pretty yeah. much, I think. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. And um, certainly with the current model, the, there are hospice physicians who uh, staff the hospices and, and they are family physicians who have expressed a special interest in hospice care and they've worked there for, a lot of them have worked there for many years. So they will take over care. Uh, but um, there's nothing stopping the family physician mm -hmm. from staying involved uh, as a social connection to visit their family, to visit their patients and their loved ones. Um, but really the primary provider will change to be the hospice physician when the patient gets into the hospice. Ian, another program we talked about at the start was the grief support program. Could you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, there's a grief support program uh, in Calgary. We are lucky we've had it for a number of years and it's one of the only uh, programs that's officially offered by health systems anywhere really in the country. And so we are very lucky and it's available for really for patient, for family members where the loved one has passed away. Um, and it offers, you know, counseling sessions, support sessions. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's done through the Richmond Road uh, building um, uh, in Calgary. Uh, and and it, uh, lots of people have uh, said great okay. things about it. Yeah, so it is a, a self-referral. Uh, program which is which is really great it's not crisis based though so um they offer individual counseling sessions first and if there's a desire to move you know beyond the individual counseling then they offer grief counseling or sorry group uh counseling as well so sometimes there is a wait um but what we've heard is it's worth the wait the healing that can uh occur is um you know, is worth the wait is what we've heard. And how long can someone participate in that program for? Yeah, I think, I think totally they, well, the individual counseling, from what I understand, uh, they have, they, you know, have a baseline of about five, uh, counseling sessions, but again, it's not limited to five. If it needs to go beyond that, it can. And then the group sessions, I'm, I think once you commit to being in the group, the, the, the desire is that you stay until it's finished. I want to say it's a six-week program, but I'm not 100%. The last element of the program that you mentioned involved advanced care planning and goals of care. And I understand there's uh, some support available to physicians and other healthcare professionals in that area. Yeah, so sometimes it is hard to know when to have a conversation with the person about their medical care and the future of their medical care, what their desires are, what their values, what their wishes are. And it's also sometimes hard to know what to say. Oh my gosh, what's that first question that will get me going? 
Um, so there are resources that are online. And from what I understand as well, they, uh, the Advanced Care Planning Goals of Care team uh, offers a serious illness conversation workshop, which is four hours, I think, and it's free of charge and up to six CME credits, I think. And again, they offer it monthly, but if there is a cohort that is interested, the team will come to the group, wherever they are. Mm -hmm. Trying to make it easier, right? One question that I've heard frequently from family physicians is around after hours and on-call support for for their palliative patients. And I know within our PCN, we do have our after hours and our on-call physician but they don't necessarily have that palliative background. So I'm just wondering what support there is available for family physicians and their palliative patients overnight from the palliative consult team and from other elements of the, the palliative program. So in an ideal world, probably it would still go to the family physician while keeping in mind that there is this on-call group that you mentioned that PCNs offer as a backup. And maybe it is that on-call family physician who gets the call. Uh, but hopefully what's um, uh, um, maybe puts their mind at ease is that, again, we are available 24-7, so that on-call family physician could then turn around and say, you know what, let, let, can you give me a few minutes? I just want to check with my colleague. Maybe they should they can give us a call uh, using the rapid number. And again, all these numbers are on the specialist link website under our palliative care access pathway. Uh, we're happy to run through um, and give advice on the phone as to what the next step should be. Um, and that's one mechanism. If the patient also happens to be on part of home care, sometimes we can also loop in the part of home care nurse because they are also available 24-7. And one of them could sometimes actually go out and do a home visit and be our eyes and ears to give us more information. And, and we can have a three-way conversation maybe with the family physician and the part of home care nurse, again, to hear more information and then give more advice on what the next step should be. So hopefully those are um, some of the things that uh, we already have available that will help with uh, helping the 24-7 access. With Specialist Link, what would be the situations where you would recommend the family physician call Specialist Link for advice or when they would contact the uh, palliative consult team for more engagement and perhaps a formal consultation? Good question. And and I, uh, it might be that they are uh, using it for various reasons, but I would think that the Specialist Link is more for that more immediate uh, question, maybe one or two questions only to get our input on uh, this patient is on morphine, uh, they're taking 10 breakthroughs a day, what should I do next? Mm -hmm. And maybe they want to talk that through us and maybe that's what the specialist link is for. But nothing stopping them from also mm -hmm. wondering, uh, does this patient who's going into hospital regularly with uh, advanced uh, COPD, uh, I'm wondering about when is the right time to start part of care? Um, and maybe they want to run that discussion by, and, and maybe then we would recommend, actually it starts like now, why don't you put in a referral for an official consult for one of our nurses to go see them in the home? And so it can really, especially think, I think it's uh, what we have heard from family doctors is they want that. Sometimes the question is, it's best answered immediately rather than waiting for a while. Um, and then the net care is the other piece we mentioned, e-advice, but that's really the non-urgent five-day turnaround. Not many people use it, so it, it might not, just not be that useful. So specialist link seems very useful to me. When that request goes in for a consult, what's the turnaround time? Are there are there wait times? Yeah. So um, again, what we what we try to do is get a sense of urgency, right? So we we say between one and seven business days, um, pending the the situation. And if 
if the physician prefers a phone call quickly to give an overview in order to suss out how uh, how urgent this is, that that's possible as well. So is that is that about right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Really, we don't have much of a waiting list. No. And just as we wrap up, we talked before about specialist link being one way for physicians to get support. But are there any other websites or phone numbers they should be aware of? I think really the most important one probably is Alberta Referral Directory. So if you type in palliative care, you'll get uh, the palliative care consult service where all of the forms are. So we have community urban form, we have rural form, and we have a form uh, that uh, is designed for facility living. Tom Baker, there's another form. And so... I'd say those specialist link and Alberta referral directory probably has all the information. And if ever, ever a question, I can give you the central office phone number that's available Monday through Friday. So it's 403-944-2304, Monday through Friday. And so an admin support person will hopefully be able to direct you with whatever you need. To close, what is the most important message to leave our audience with? Um, I think the number one message is uh, we're collaborators in the care of the of the patient. All five programs want to collaborate with the family physician. We hope that the family physician feels comfortable enough being the most responsible physician. If they're not, reach out and we'll figure it out together. A lot of family physicians do a great part of yeah, care. Yeah. And we are here to support them in that work. Uh, and call reach us out whenever yeah. you need us and and even if there's feedback right if you have if if there's uh, a gap that you or you have an idea um, of something uh, educational that you'd like i think you just call specialist link mm-hmm. and let us know dr ian sanaraja and janice hegel thank you both very much for joining me thank you thank you great so roma what was your biggest takeaway from the interview for me, it was hearing really how collaborative the palliative um, consult team and the various palliative programs really are looking to be with our family physicians and knowing that although they're not taking over care, they are there 24-7 to provide that support um, in any way which our, our physician members are, are looking. Yeah, I think they'll I think they'll find it valuable to hear that. So it's yeah. good. You have been listening to the Examiner Podcast, the podcast designed for members of the Calgary West Central Primary Care Network. If you enjoyed this show and want to hear more, subscribe today via iTunes or Google Play. Or to learn more, visit The Examiner, your best source for up-to-date information on your PCN and your membership. And if you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, or if you think you might like to get involved, we'd love to hear from you. Please contact your physician liaison or email memberservices at cwcpcn.com with your ideas or suggestions. Thanks Thanks for listening. listening.